0: Welcome to Ask the Pastor with Pastor Carissa. This is Episode 2, Why Are There So Many Different Versions of the Bible? I'm your host, Carissa Howe. So this question was posed to me recently by one of the teens at my church, as are many of the best questions that I have on my list. Teenagers have a beautiful knack for finding uh, deep questions as they're really wrestling with questions of, of life and their meaning and their identity, and they often don't have the same sort of guards up that adults do in asking questions of their pastors, and I just love that about teenagers. I know that I mentioned in the last podcast episode that I spent many years working with urban youth in the Pittsburgh area and while I am now working with a wider range of ages as a, a head pastor at a small church, I still love my time with the teenagers at the church. This questions also come to me um, from a variety of people, not just the teenagers, but they seem to be the ones who ask this question the most frequently. We read the New International Version in church on Sunday mornings at the church where I preach, but sometimes I slip up and I accidentally read the New Revised Standard Version before my sermon because that's what we read at the last church that I was at. A few people in the congregation swear by the King James Version and others like English Standard better. I also occasionally read from Eugene Peterson's translation called The Message, and this is just barely scratching the surface of the English translations of the Bible. So if the Bible is central to what we believe, why are there so many different versions of it out there you see the bible wasn't originally written in english so there's no way we can say that there's one definitive version of the english bible that is the right version the old testament also often known as the hebrew bible is known as the Hebrew Bible because it was written in ancient Hebrew originally. In fact, at first it was passed down by oral tradition, by storytelling, by song, and eventually written down in Hebrew. The New Testament was written in ancient Greek. So especially in the case of Hebrew, it's difficult to translate anything into another language, let alone something that can be so abstract as the Bible. Hebrew is a strange and a quirky language, which is exactly why I love it so much. Studying Hebrew was one of my favorite parts of seminary. It has bizarre idioms that just don't communicate well in English, so translators have to do their best to figure out how to say certain things in English to communicate them. It's a matter of trying to balance getting the words all there and still making sense to the modern English reader. You want it to be understandable, but you don't want just the literal words to be understandable, but the message of the passage as well. There are words in Hebrew and even in Greek that could mean a bunch of different things depending on the context. And especially in the case of the Hebrew, the context isn't always crystal clear. Greek is structurally a little closer to English than Hebrew is, But it's still a difficult process to translate. They have verb tenses in Greek that the native English speaker can barely understand, let alone put into common English language. So we have to do the best that we can with what we have to work with. The Bible has been around for over 2,000 years, give or take. Uh, A little, little less than that for some of the New Testament, certainly far more than that for the Old Testament and there were a few hundred years where the church was still sorting out the canon. The canon is what goes in and what doesn't go in, but it's been around for a very long time in some form or another. Language changes. Language changes even in short amounts of time, let alone over the course of thousands of years. Just think about how differently teens today use words from their grandparents or how differently the word literally is used now. It is literally being redefined around us as people insist on using it to replace the word figuratively. That may or may not be one of my current grammatical pet peeves. As language changes, we need to change how we have translated these biblical texts into English in order to make sense to the people reading them. That's why the King James may be pretty to read. It sounds flowery and fancy, but it's hard to make sense of. People just don't talk like that anymore. And people in the Bible weren't going around saying ye and thy, they were talking in Hebrew and Greek and Aramaic, not in King James English. So the next logical question after discussing why there are different translations is what's the best translation? And this really depends on what you want it for. There are some versions that are considered more scholarly And are better used for academic purposes in seminary when we're not reading straight from the Greek or the Hebrew we're usually asked to stick with the new revised standard version or the English standard version that really depends on uh, the professor teaching a course and even outside of seminary in Bible studies and lectionary studies that pastors do together these tend to be the two most common translations that are used. At my church, we use the New International Version, also uh, known as the NIV, because it's a pretty good modern translation and it's easy to read. My home church, uh, where I was raised up into the ministry and ushered through the ordination process with, they use the New Living Translation, uh, the NLT, which is similar to the NIV. In Bible study small groups, or sometimes even in children's sermons, I often get out the message, which is a really fun modern translation that I don't find helpful for scholarly purposes, but it's really good for devotional purposes and for hearing a passage in language that you might not have heard it in before. So if you're looking for a good translation to read at home and to take to church, and you can only have one Bible on your your shelf, I recommend getting an NIV, New International Version, or an ESV, English Standard Version. If you want to dig deeper, you can look into a parallel Bible or a Bible app on your phone or tablet that has different translations lined up together. For a web-based Bible, I like BibleGateway.com. They have not sponsored this message uh, at all. I just really like that website. I've been using it for years. If you want a good free app, I recommend Uversion to all of my classes and to my congregation. Again, not a paid advertisement. I've just used that app and I really like it. Uh, For further study and investment, I personally use the Logos Bible software, and I know many folks use BibleWorks Bible software and like that as well. Those are pricier options, which again have not paid me for this message, but if you're writing sermons or lessons or other things of that nature, it's well worth it. The point, the main point here is to find a version you like to read and read it. I don't care if you're reading the words on a page, the words on a screen, if you're listening to them in an audiobook version. God does not have a favorite English translation that I personally know of. God just cares that people are reading and paying attention to what God has to say. And the Holy Spirit can reveal Jesus in any responsible translation of the Bible. I say here responsible translation because if your odd uncle just wrote his own translation or something, there is just cause for suspicion. Most of the Well-known versions, translations of the Bible into English have been translated by large committees or very dedicated scholars who have spent years and years studying Hebrew and Greek and uh, they, they know what they're talking about. They know the language really well and they know how to work with it and move it into English in a readable translation. I would like to end today with a scripture passage, as I will often do. Uh, we don't have any listener mail or follow-up questions yet because we haven't actually launched any episodes onto the air yet, but we will be starting to build those in as the podcast progresses. But today's scripture verse is John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John opens his gospel talking about Jesus as the word of God and my friends when we are talking about the Bible that is the important thing to remember that scripture is true but Jesus says I am the way the truth and the life and all that come to the Father come through me. Jesus Christ is the word of God and the Bible is the tool through which God communicates that word to the world. My friends, until the next time, may peace be with you. May you feel the love of God the Father, the peace of Jesus Christ the Son, and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. If you would like to connect, comment, submit questions or prayer requests, you can check out the podcast website at www.carissaclarkhow. That's C H A R I S S A C L A R K H O W E. For more info and show notes, you can also connect on Facebook and Twitter. Just look up Pastor Carissa H. Until next time, may God bless you deeply.